0: Welcome to Shifty's, a podcast formerly about restaurants, but... And now about unemployment.
1: <laughs> <laughs> unemployment.
0: Uh, restaurants don't exist anymore, at least for the time being, but today we've brought in our college close friend and medical expert, uh, current neurosurgeon. Madison Lee Walter. Can we say your full name? We already did. I can bleep it out.
2: No, I think I think that's fine. That's fine. Unless people stalk me. We have not
0: violated. Don't stalk Maddie. (laughs) It's
2: fine.
1: We have not violated HIPAA yet, and that is our goal in this whole podcast—to not violate HIPAA at all. (laughs) Maddie, what is your job? Because I don't actually know what it is.
2: Okay, so I am an emergency room technician. Um, and which basically, means. yeah, so basically if you know, like what a nursing assistant does, like they take vital signs, which is like your temperature, your blood pressure, all that. And then you add on like a crap ton of skills. So like I'll do all of that. So you have a
1: crap ton of skills. Yeah.
2: I have like a crap ton of skills. Um, I can do <laughs> EKGs, which looks at your heart. Um, I can do splinting. Um, I like broken bones. Yeah, like broken bones. I don't reset them. That's for the doctor. So I don't do that But um, yeah, I put the splint on make sure that like you don't move your broken bones after they've been placed I do CPR when we have like a cardiac code. I set that's, up.
1: A, uh, that's a bad code. That's a uh-oh.
2: Yeah, that's when people aren't doing so hot. Um, they're <laughs> on their way to ice cold but yeah People basically come in and they're trying not to live anymore, and I try and get them to come back. So.
0: it hey, cool cut. <laughs> What's cooler than being cool?
1: <laughs> Ice. cold. <laughs> no! <laughs> <laughs> Sorry.
2: <mate. laughs> I'm
1: just going back to the notes. Let's see.
2: Like,
1: I liked that. So, how has, so let me tell you, let's, let me start by saying how the coronavirus has affected Joey and my job. Okay. Uh, I don't have a job and Joey delivers pizza. So there's that. (laughs) How has it impacted your job? To clarify, I used to deliver
0: pizza to people sitting at tables in the restaurant. Yes. And now I deliver it to people wearing
1: masks with shotguns pointed at me at their house at their house cuz shotguns are very effective against the coronavirus germs actually
2: Oh my gosh Yeah no
1: So how's it affected yeah. your job?
2: Um so basically we now have to put on a mask and like a protective gown and like goggle type things and gloves every time we go into a room where someone is having respiratory issues Like so a fresh set of like, everything? Um I wish. So uh, we are so low on protective equipment at this point that we get one mask per room for the shift. So basically, if I go into room one, we'll say, and I have a mask on, when I come out, I put it on the door. And that's what I use to go into room one for my entire shift. And Mm. if I go in room two, I have a mask for that. And then I, I, so I have eight patients when I'm at work. So I have eight masks. And that's all I get for my entire, I work eight hours, but most people work 12s. Okay. Wow. So I wish it was a fresh set, but these are what we're working with.
0: So does, and are you the only one going into those rooms?
2: No. So there's three masks on the door one for the tech, which is me. One for the nurse and one for the doc.
0: Do you mark them? Yes. Okay.
2: We can write on the doors so it says like my name above my mask.
0: Are they all hanging around the same door handle?
2: No. They each have a little hook on the uh, door.
0: Okay, okay. Yeah. That's where I was like, uh. oh
2: no. No, no. They're like on so like our doors are like slider doors to like go Ooh. into the patient room. So we hang it and you like there's like a glass window you can see the patient and we hang it on the glass. So each person has their own little hook. Hmm. But it's like the tech hook. Then when With I'm done one so mask a for new the tech. Day puts theirs on there yeah okay yeah
0: in your facility it's primarily for older folks right
2: no it's it's for everyone because oh, it's it it's okay. the er yeah so oh, okay. um i used to work with older folks and it's a good thing that i moved from that because well we all know what happened with most of the older folk homes but um i don't so i mean kirkland the old folks home in in kirkland like 30 people passed in that specific home alone because the coronavirus hit them first. So that's like where the, they're calling that the epicenter of Washington's.
1: In Kirkland.
2: Yeah. wow. Washington's coronavirus pandemic. So that really sucks. And it's currently like closed down and they're having to like send in um, people from other locations because effectively they assume that the entire staff is infected um, as well as all of the residents that are currently still alive. And so they have to send in people from other areas who aren't supposedly infected to take care of the ones that are still there. Wow. So, yeah.
1: That would be
0: intense. Yeah,
2: but you gotta do what you gotta do.
0: Yeah, I right, so. So. You, so you're in the ER. In the ER, you still have seen cases of this, right? Yes, yeah. Okay.
2: More and more every day.
1: Like really? are people yeah. coming in all the time? Just like oh no, I think uh, I think uh, maybe uh, what do I do?
2: So we that's how it kind of started okay. for us. Um, people were like, "Oh my gosh, I have a cough. Can you test me?" And we're like, "Go home, Susan. You know, like why? Are, no." <laughs> and so then after we started um, putting restrictions on how many visitors you could bring. People were like, well, if I can't bring in my family of eight, then I'm not coming in myself. Mm -hmm. And then it like kind of went to like a dead zone. So then we weren't seeing as many people. We were getting um, most of our patients via medics, which means that they're coming in on the ambulance. Um, And so as people- Like real
1: emergencies. Yes. Okay.
2: Yeah. So people in their homes that are calling in to the fire, like dispatching me like, hey, my temperature is really high. I've had a cough for a little while. I am kind of in, you know, respiratory like distress. So uh, having difficulty breathing, and I think you need to come pick me up. And then those people are the ones now that we're seeing more of. And so it, we are kind of shifting from just people who are like, oh my gosh, I think I have it. Can you test me? To holy crap, like this person is actually like a candidate for having the coronavirus. Okay. So it's like we finally feel like we're treating people.
1: Instead of just answering worried people. Yeah,
2: that sucks because it is steadily increasing the amount of people that we're seeing in this condition.
1: Huh, and what what
0: classifies somebody as having to be put on a ventilator?
2: Um, I really haven't personally uh, been seeing that as much, but basically if someone, like we would say, loses their airway... Um, so they are no longer able to breathe on their own. They need assistance in breathing. That's when you're going to be seeing them be like on a ventilator. That's kind of, yeah. So once they can't really do it by themselves.
1: What is a ventilator?
2: Uh, I
1: also don't know what a
0: ventilator is. We realized neither of us actually know what that is. Yeah, so, okay. They sound important though.
2: Right? I know. So let me see if I can like explain this. I don't know. It's hard to explain, but essentially there's like a tube that goes through your mouth, down your throat, into your lungs, helps you breathe. It's hooked up to a machine that plugs into the wall. Like it's, it's like a whole okay. thing. Is that um, like an iron lung? I don't know what an iron lung is.
1: I don't think they the, use those
0: anymore. I mean, <laughs> does, it, does it accomplish the same thing as an iron lung did? It's it's an assisted breathing
1: machine.
2: Yeah, effectively. Okay. I and don't it think puts I've ever heard of an eye
1: They're not fun. They're not fun. <laughs> it's like, like puts air in and takes it back out of your lungs, kind of like assisted.
2: Yeah. Yep. So normally people who are, are going to have this procedure done to them, actually, I don't think there would be any reason why they wouldn't be, but like they're sedated. So like they're not actively resisting because if you, you know
0: like threw up. Yeah. you like a big tube down your throat.
2: Exactly. Yeah. Um, or Probably you think bad. you're choking or, you know, it's kind of that automatic reflux, uh, reflex where you're like, get this, you know, get rid of this thing. Mm-hmm. I think I'm dying, but it's like, no, it's breathing for you. And so people are sedated
1: the whole time. Yeah. Okay.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't want to wake up with that. No. Like the matrix. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. Okay. And if you do wake up, it's mostly because you've, like, started breathing on your own. Mm, okay. And so then, it's like, I mean, yeah, but, like, you do it more medically than that. But, like, yes yeah, it. <laughs> There's a sticky note
1: right above it. It's like, if you can read this, pull the tube out. Oh, man.
2: That would be crazy.
0: Well, it's, I, I keep hearing how it's bad we don't have these things. Yeah. But, like, to me, I don't want to be put on one of those Would things. you rather die? <laughs> I possibly,
2: possibly, I think you man. would rather that's not so cool. die. I
0: know, I'm, make, I'm making really horrible medical jokes about somebody who actually deals with life and death every day, <laughs> it's so okay. that's in bad taste. Medi- but so you- Just know
2: we make worse ones at work. Oh, oh, <laughs> no, shit. no, I, working in the ER is so lovely, but also you have to be a little <laughs> dark and spooky and have a pretty good sense of humor because in order to deal with some of the things that we deal with or see the things that we see, like, I mean, that could could really make or break someone. And Mm -hmm. if you don't have a good sense of humor or you don't have a good support system, like in the people that you work with, like, it gets rough. So So you get
1: callous pretty quickly.
2: Uh, Yeah, I would say so. Uh, Have you
1: worked with people who just couldn't do it and quit?
2: uh, Yeah, like I, um, there was a lady who came and was training to be a tech and just the the fast pace um, nature of the job and, and, you know, seeing just some of the things that she saw on the shift. Like, I never saw her again, And wow. she doesn't work there anymore. And so it's like, it's hard enough to get into, even into, like, an orientation to be an ER tech. Um, and then she was like, nope, like, this is not for me. Not going to do this. And so...
1: That's how I imagine, like, working at Beth's is. Like, once you see them make the <laughs> gravy, you, like, find out what kind of person you are and if you can, like...
2: <laughs> I believe that. <laughs> I don't think I can be cut out to work at work. Ever. <laughs> All right.
0: I'm going to give you an option here. Okay. In case you don't want to answer one of the questions. Choose so this, your own this, adventure. Is, this is either. So, page 23 three four. <laughs> Turn to page 23 for... What is the craziest thing a person has said to you in the ER? Or, number two, because this is the one I think you might not want to answer. This is on page 69. Uh, What is the gnarliest thing that you have seen in the ER?
2: Okay. Um,
0: Or both of you feel adventurous.
2: Let me just say, every choose-your-own-adventure can be read many times. Um, That's
1: true. Wow. Yeah.
2: Um, Thank you. Uh, Let's see here. (laughs) So the craziest thing that someone has said to me. One time, there was a deranged, let's say deranged... Patient who came in, and this patient was just all over the place and saying just absolute gibberish. And they kind of like looked at me like they knew me, and I was like, Oh crap, like that's (laughs) not how you want. You're like, Oh, I don't want you, don't know me, I don't know you, like why are you, why are you looking at me like that? And they called me, um a lesbian Hillary Clinton <laughs> whenever I came into the room. Whenever you, like, when time. yes, yeah. And I was like, I don't understand. I'm like, why is that what you associate. associating with
1: you're me? like, walking in and be like, welcome back, lesbian Hillary, Hillary yeah. Clinton.
2: Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. And I was like, oh. <laughs>
0: But they, they looked at you like, you they knew you. Yeah. So therefore,
2: I don't know, Hillary maybe before, they knew Hillary Clinton. They was like, oh, of course. we <laughs> have seen you before. <laughs> But that was, like, the joke around, like, for the rest of the night is, and then everybody called me that. And I was like, oh, my gosh, that's not the case <laughs> by any, like, stretch of the imagination. But, yeah, that one was definitely funny. Um, I mean, people swear at us left and right. They call us names all the time. Like,
1: You it's, didn't it's, have to come to the emergency room, man. Why did exactly, you me?
2: That's what I always feel like. I'm like, you know what? You can walk, walk yourself back out. Like, I don't need that, you know.
0: What's are people, that in my are, are people life? more often hostile oh, or are they more often helpful? Um,
2: I would say it definitely depends on um, a couple of things. Age, socioeconomic, kind of any anywhere on the range of those two things put together. Um, a lot of the younger people can get more hostile because they expect us to like do everything for them and they expect us to fix them right now hmm. and it's like okay no that's not how this works like you're gonna have to put some work into it too also some of the very elderly aren't super jazzed to be there in the first place normally a family member brought them in and they're like no i'm fine it's like oh, grandma yeah. you're not like come on and so they're not um they're not super nice but um yeah i don't know it just kind of depends on the day depends on the people
0: so you're saying people don't like being in the emergency room not generally. No. Mm.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that tracks. Yeah. <laughs> <All> right, narli- <laughs> it's not where you would spend your day.
0: Gnarliest thing you've seen. Narli- can you narli- tell thing. us about that?
2: Um, I, I think so. So there was another patient um, that came in one time, and we were told that they had, like, some, you know, some burns on their hand. And we were like, oh, okay, like, they can come to our hospital. So our hospital isn't, like, the highest level of... um. Like, our ER is the highest level trauma, so we don't get all of the absolute crazy things. Mm -hmm. Um, But we're kind of middle of the pack. And so we're like, okay, some burns on the hand. We can deal with that. Like, that's okay. Well, it turns out this patient comes in, and they had been celebrating their birthday with fireworks. And it had not gone well for them. Essentially, one of the fingers, um, like, at the middle joint was just completely gone. That head had been oh. amputated. And another finger, if you can think of <laughs>
0: wait, like it like non-medically amputated? Yes, like
2: yeah. it had yeah. blown, straight blown straight off. off. Yeah, like oh. firework blew this patient's finger straight off. Ooh. And then if you think about like when you're roasting hot dogs. I'm not
1: gonna like whatever you're about to say.
2: And it splits down the middle. That's what I actually, oh. That was one of the other fingers. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Did we save it? Yeah, well, they had to go to a higher-level trauma center because we're not equipped to do, um, like, plastic surgery, essentially. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, yeah, we were like, why is this person here? This isn't what we do, and um, this person needs to go to a higher-level trauma center. So I don't really know what happened with that, but I was like... (gasps) This is gnarly. this is so cool, you know, like, in a creepy way. But, yeah, it was legit. I got to clean it out, so that was cool.
1: Wow. (laughs) Wow. So, is there part of your training where they're like, hey, you're going to see some crazy-ass shit? Or do they just kind of, I don't know, is, is that part of your training, is, like, them telling you how to hang in there when it gets crazy?
2: Um, no. I don't think, I... I think they're more or less just like well okay so let me just say that um, I got into this job and my experience beforehand was being a nursing assistant. Mm-hmm. Most of the people that get into this job, they are coming from being EMTs. Mm-hmm. So, and they see a lot so of stuff. they see a lot of the stuff. They're the ones that bring things in to the hospital. So they're seeing it on the front line, you know, like right out in nature, wherever these people are at. So I think that they just kind of expect that you know you're going to see some like. Gnarly shit. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I think also it's just a common perception. You guys wouldn't have asked if I had seen something gnarly if you didn't already imagine that gnarly stuff comes through there. That's so,
1: true. You kind of know what you're getting yeah. into. Yeah,
2: mm-hmm. to a certain extent. And then mm. you see something, you're like, oh my gosh, okay, I can handle that. And then you see something wilder. And then, and then it all becomes just, oh yeah, I don't know.
0: We just got schooled.
2: <laughs>
0: that, was, that was a good mic drop right there, man. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Let's shift gears to the topic at hand. I don't... Shifties, Nice. Oh, nice. wow. We haven't even used that tagline Jesus. All right. Uh, you want to be a guest host? Okay. Uh, so shifty and gears here, too. <laughs> that uh, wasn't as good as you did. <laughs> I don't know if you've heard. Okay. There's this virus. Oh. Yeah, right? Yeah. It's, it's pretty low-key. Is it bad? What is it bad?
2: <laughs>
0: well, that's what I want to find out. You're on the front lines of yeah. medical defense against this virus. You've seen it take people over. You've seen you've seen people pass because of it. Mm-hmm. What's what's the panic level in the medical world right now? Like, how how serious is this? How much should the plebeians like us be worried? Give us a rundown on how seriously we need to take this because uh, we've been hearing a lot of different conflicting reports. Like it, Jay Inslee can't even tell us the right thing at this point. So yeah. What do you think?
2: I think two of our major fears right now. One, we're in a severe mask, glove, all of the above shortage. Um, Quality and, rhyme. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank how, you. How
0: severe? Um, you talked about the mask on the door thing. Yeah.
2: So, I I mean, we're reusing masks. Um, we are current. So, normally we have like, like a big round tub of essentially bleach wipes, but they don't have like bleach in them. They're a different kind of antibacterial or whatever. Um, we normally have one in each room and then a ton in our stock room. Currently they're giving us one for our department because we have such a shortage of cleaning wipes. So that's, that's huge. So it really frustrates me when I go out and see people wearing masks and gloves because like you're going to Safeway and that's, cool for you but like the rest of us are the ones getting coughed on by people that are passing because of the coronavirus mm-hmm. and like you're in your car. So I get a little hostile when I see those people. Mm. If you're one, I'm sorry but you make me a little upset. I'm not. Um, Nor I. And our other big fear is just having the space for people because if it does advance far enough and the person's health is declining at a rapid pace, they are going to be put into the ICU, which is the intensive care unit, um, where they can be better taken care of. But hospitals only have a certain amount of ICU beds. Those rooms are very high tech and um, a lot goes into it. And normally the staffing ratio is like two patients to one nurse, whereas other floors it can be one nurse to you know four or six or whatever. So like very high acuity, um, very sick patients. And the more that we see that are contracting this disease, the more that we're seeing our, what we call the house, um, which is anything that's above the ER, it's getting full. Mm. So we're, um, we're worried we're not gonna have enough room to be able to take care of the patients that really need to be taken care of. So those are our two kind of mm. biggest fears as medical professionals. I would say loosely followed by the fact that we're just a little upset because like everybody else, we know about as much as everybody else knows. Mm. So every day we are, you know, we joke every 12 hours, the rules change. So every time a shift changes, the rules are changing and we don't know how to protect ourselves. So we don't know how to protect other people. And so it's kind of just, that's the biggest fear is like, we don't know. No one knows exactly.
0: And are you already starting to push capacity for what you're able to hold?
2: Um, I haven't checked in recently on where we're at with our numbers, but, I mean, at this point, people are not being discharged from the ER. They're going upstairs. So we're mm-hmm. not seeing anybody going home at okay. this point. We're just pushing them upstairs. Okay. So, yeah. So it's hard to say, but we know that it's coming. So
0: the, okay. So that so it, it is widely assumed in that, in that room, in that world, mm-hmm. that it's going to get worse. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm.
1: So when you're talking about space, that's like when we see the two different bell curves and ones flattened out and like why we're doing all of these stay at home things it's just so it's kind of spread it out so that way the space that you have can be used more uh properly and efficiently
2: yeah i would say so so like when we are doing the stay home initiative it's making it so that people aren't going out they're not you know effectively infecting each other so we're keeping it contained those that can fight it on their own which is Pretty much, if you're healthy, you don't have any other conditions. Um, if your genetics want to play along, you're going to be okay. You can ride it out at home. Um, so we're keeping that at home. Mm-hmm. And that's allowing us to work with the people who are already in the hospital, get them better, get them discharged to go home mm-hmm. so that we have that space. So it's trying to, like you said, spread it out, make it slow down that, a little
0: that, So that would seem to be the paramount fear is the idea that people are going to come to the hospital sick with this. And if the majority of them are able to recover, which it seems like they would be, that people who have other illnesses that do require that intensive care can't get it because... Yeah, hmm. yeah. So, is it going to be like Italy and it should be like, you die? Um, you die. I
2: I hope not. No? I don't oh, think okay. so. I don't oh, really so. know what the... Yeah, I, I hope not that we're not making those decisions because that's kind of terrifying. But I don't know why it's spreading so fast over there. I, mm. I haven't been able to do um as much research on that, but I feel like we're taking good steps here, so hopefully <clears throat> we don't have to get to that point or even close to it.
0: But. Not not to be not to generalize things, but yeah. I hear it's because they are all really old and they all smoke cigarettes.
2: <laughs> I mean that doesn't help. <laughs> that, that doesn't make that, it
1: spread faster though, it just makes it it hit you worse.
2: I have also right. heard Although it that... makes it
1: creates more patients that have to use up more space in hospitals. Right. So.
2: Yeah. It it's also tough because, well, In a lot of other countries, and I don't know if this contributes to it, but in a lot of other countries, you care for your elderly relatives by keeping them in your home. So, like, the U.S., Mm -hmm. we're like, stick them in at home with all the rest of them, kind of, which which sucks, and that makes me really sad because I love the elderly people. Mm -hmm. Um, Geriatrics are awesome. That's what we call them. But um, in other countries, they are so much more willing to facilitate care for their parents and their grandparents in their home Mm. so if grandpa gets sick then it's more easy for grandma to get sick well we all live in the same house so now it's it's moving around the household and it spreads more i'm assuming it spreads more quickly because just everybody's packed in it's more dense the population yeah but i mean that's just me makes
1: sense thinking aloud and it might be easier here if you have you know, retirement communities that are now being really, really careful that you can, you can keep the people who are more susceptible and at more risk safer, Mm -hmm. I guess.
2: For sure. It's,
1: it's, I feel like, uh, kind of to go back to the whole slowing it down thing and Mm -hmm. like the space, my roommate walked to Golden Gardens the other day and it's like full of people and apparently Alki Beach and all these things Mm -hmm. are, you know, it kind of feels like, I mean, I myself have said, you know, I don't really care. Not in as many words. I obviously care. Like, I'm not going some places, but I'm still yeah. kind of going out. Obviously, we're recording this podcast right now. It's true. So, the so, band is so, not in place. The band is not in place yet. The in place yet. there's only like three of us. There's only three of us. That's true. So, I don't know. Do you, do you feel like people are taking it, normal people, especially like people our age, mm-hmm. we're kind of getting a lot of like, oh, these millennials or whatever. Do you think people are taking it seriously? Do you think people are, should take it more seriously? Do you think some people are taking it too seriously? Um, I don't know. What's your perspective on all that?
2: Yeah, for sure. I mean, in every kind of moment of public anxiety, Mm -hmm. you're going to have everybody on the spectrum. So like there's some people that I know and I'm like, sis, sit down. You're going to be okay. Like Mm -hmm. just, you're the one that is adding to the pandemonium that we are seeing. Other people are like, I'm still going to go. Like I'm taking my trip to Italy, you know, whatever. Like I saw a post on Facebook and it was like, don't blame the millennials, because we're the ones working from home. It's the next generation below us that does it, like...
0: Gen Z. Yeah. Gen Z.
2: <laughs> that aren't, like, taking this seriously, uh-huh. and they're the ones that are still, like, partying together or, or whatever. That's not really a great example, but, like, I'm thinking, you know, like, the younger people, they don't... It's not like we should all be afraid, but they don't know what being afraid looks like. And yeah. so, like, they don't take it as seriously as, like, people older than them who could have underlying issues as to why they're afraid or afraid for their family members. Like, they, yeah. So, I mean, I would definitely say on the younger end of the spectrum, people are generally not taking it as as seriously Mm -hmm. as they could be. People on the other side of the spectrum might be taking it a little bit too seriously, but they also have more to lose, so. I think it's.
1: That's true. I think it's kind they of. They have weird. like a huge stockpile of toilet paper that they could lose if they die. Exactly. That would yeah. be tragic.
2: And then their Gen Z grandkids will take it away from yeah.
1: them. Yeah. <laughs> Did you but. guys know that we're the
0: last year for millennials? We are. Yeah. Wow. Gen, Gen Z starts in '95.
2: That I we're didn't know 94.
0: that. That makes so much sense. All my young So friends. we just yes. made it. We're good and responsible yeah, good. and totally working from home. There you go, guys. That's totally what I'm doing. This is great. Working from my home. <laughs> so, okay, this is one thing I've been thinking about ethically. Yeah. Like, I was, ooh. I still go, what? About to get ethical, man. Uh, just, what? I gave, love ethical. You gave me an ooh. Okay. It was an excited ooh. ooh. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so the restaurant I work at that's still open, we've been doing a takeout and a delivery service, mm-hmm. and we have been responsible about it, like... We sanitize our machines after anyone touches them. I'm wearing gloves uh, i what sorry
2: no that's that's fine you're sorry, in the food sorry, industry but... <laughs> I, i'm not sugared as much about the gloves.
0: <laughs> um. I'm being so insulting to someone who's actually saving lives. I'm sorry. No, Maddie.
2: that's okay. I'm just. <laughs> She's
1: out saving lives. You're making pizzas. <laughs> um, using
0: it. up the gloves.
1: So we're taking. I'll we're, kill you We're later.
0: taking precautions. Uh, we you know we we don't let anyone inside. We keep them all outside, and they all do a pretty good job of distancing themselves. Yeah. Uh, and we but we tell them like when they come pick it up like hey stay six feet away from people yada 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 yeah. But ultimately, there's so much only so much that can do, mm-hmm. right? Because it is partially airborne, like you can contract these, like, do you think it's responsible for any business to stay open at all? Like, should I be able to go to the weed store and buy weed and be face to face with somebody? Is that, is that where we're at?
2: Um, this is so, Seattle,
0: man. That's essential business.
2: I, yeah, right. <laughs> what, um, that would be I like mean. telling yeah. some people not to go to Starbucks. I mean, we all have to live some way. So, um, <laughs> but like, <laughs> I, I mean, you can't, completely shut everything down because then I mean people still need to eat you know and the way that we're seeing the grocery stores and how there's nothing on the shelves like I I feel like you guys are helping that situation by like yeah. providing food in other in other ways I don't know I feel I don't feel like it's a bad thing that you know drive through and take out and I don't I don't feel like it's a bad thing that those are still like- I
0: guess I just worry because even though we're doing preventative measures and being as responsible as we can be and have to be,
1: yeah. you also don't know anything about it. <laughs> I'm, but I'm also, but I'm also, also not professional I mean, health I, experts. Over,
0: over the course of a week, I'm interacting with hundreds of people. Mm-hmm. Right. If it's anywhere in the restaurant, which I don't think it is, none of us have gotten sick and we're pretty, like, we're on that. Yeah. Um. But if somebody, any one of those hundreds of people, or the week before they closed restaurants down, any one of those hundreds and hundreds of people yeah. had yeah. it and there's a two-week gestation period or whatever, like, even though they, they've totally changed what they think the actual gestation period is, that theoretically could be passed on to basically anyone who comes in. And so... Well, plus w- someone hands
1: you... It's not even if
0: one of you get it. Like, what if one of the hundred people... That's picks, what I'm, up that's a, what I'm cre- saying. Like,
1: hands you a credit if, card. If I pick it up. You touch I, that. If
0: I pick it up, and then am I now a transmitter for everybody who comes in, even though I've shown I'm asymptomatic? Well, because I don't have it, uh, I think. But... <laughs> yeah. um, I don't know, know it's like, 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 like if, you're, if you're Jay Inslee, the governor of Washington for our international listeners, um, <laughs> hey, don't laugh at that, no, I, you I have like two. I, I like that, that's <laughs>
1: awesome. <laughs> that's <laughs> <weird>. um, <laughs> the first time I fired up the metrics and saw that someone in Japan had listened to an episode, I was like, oh, thank you, <laughs> thank you so much.
0: <laughs> if, if you're Jay Inslee, would you put a moratorium on all business? Like what they did in Italy, basically, for two weeks or whatever. Like, do you think that that is a necessary step? Because right now, I do believe that even by staying open, we could possibly transmit the disease to people who are coming in. Because yeah. obviously, people, if anyone's going to go to the store or get takeout, yeah. they clearly don't give that much of a fuck. Yeah. Right?
1: Like, I, all it yeah, takes yeah. is yeah. one person who's extra irresponsible, and then other people who are slightly irresponsible are, you know, one bad apple and whatnot.
2: Yeah. Um, I mean, just, if you solely think about, don't touch your face, wash your hands. Like, go wash your hands and stop touching your face.
1: I touch my face all the time. No, I know, I, yeah, no,
2: it's, it's really (laughs) difficult, but honestly, if you follow those two, like, you're gonna be okay, for the, you know, for the most part. Like, there's obviously conditions to that statement, but we're, you know, hand sanitizer will kill it off of your hands. So if you're washing your hands, if you're hand sanitizer, like using hand sanitizer, if you're keeping your hands away from your face, if you're just like practicing these things that theoretically you should be doing anyway, then that's why it's okay that, you know, your your restaurant is, is still able to do what it's doing because I mean, it, yes it's gonna be on credit cards it's gonna be on pretty much everybody's phone like all of the things that we don't even think about that we're touching daily like mm-hmm. on cars opening a door like any of that kind of stuff if you're just if you wash your hands and don't touch your face like, that's gonna help you tremendously hmm. so i mean it's hard to do but it's yeah.
0: well, i mean thanks for telling us uh to not be idiots.
2: To not, not be gross.
0: Yeah. I mean, I'm such a
1: gross
2: person. I, my I, face I, really too.
1: wants me to touch it, though.
2: Like, well, that, all the
1: time. I don't know why. Beards are itchy, like, dude. touch my face. <laughs> touch me.
2: <laughs> that's the thing.
0: I
1: will scratch my beard a
0: lot. I, and, yeah. And that's, that's the thing. And then i be like, oh, shit. Oh. Yeah. New gloves. All right.
2: No. New gloves. <laughs> 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 but, I mean, like, so I, my eyes itch all the time, especially now that we're going into allergy season, like, it's it's tough and so i like to just use like the inside of my shirt so i'm not touching Mm. my hand to my face Mm. i'm using the inside of like my Uh. shirt which has helped or yes if you want to use
1: your sleeve you know
2: okay
0: this is where i actually don't understand how bacterial science works but um if you just like do that or let's say you cough on the inside of your shirt yeah um can it get on your face
1: or like other places i don't know like if it's on your clothes you can't be both a person who coughs into the inside of their shirt and a person who wipes their face with the inside of their shirt. You can only be one or the other.
2: <laughs> so cough in your sleeve, in the crook like, of your arm. What if you if you and expose
1: if, that? Can it be like airborne?
2: No, no, it's not gonna fly okay. off of you onto someone else. Yeah, but okay.
1: if I cough on my arm, will it then crawl throughout my entire shirt?
2: It's no, it's oh, not. Okay. It's not oh, like a okay. bug, like.
1: They call it a bug. Okay, well, there's a
2: difference between like a bug with six legs and a bug that's you know a virus. Yeah, (laughs) Um, and I mean, like, granted, I'm an ER tech, so I don't know all of the things. But you
0: were to the old folks, huh? No,
2: no. sometimes it feels uh, like it
0: sorry,
2: buddy. but uh um, so i don't know all the things so please don't take what i say as like complete bible but um
0: that's why we have you on
2: oh shoot <laughs> You're the we're going down <laughs> <laughs> but yeah that's where okay that's where i'm at on that wash your face not yeah wash your face don't also touch your hands
0: your face, yeah. <laughs> yeah okay it totally wash so, your
2: hands don't touch your face
0: when do you think they'll stop canceling all the music festivals
2: Oh gosh, um, I don't. I don't know. <laughs> <to answer> <laughs>
1: I'm keep, I keep, keep asking you questions like, "Hey, tell us more than we already know." I mean, right? that's <laughs> one of the weirdest parts about it to me. Who's young and in decent shape, yeah. you know? Like, I'm probably okay if I get it, and like whatever. Right. Like, I know that there are people in worse situations than me, but I'm in a pretty good situation. But yeah. like, the kind of like, how long is what is my life going to look like for a month or like three months yeah. or like. I mean, three months is a long time. Right. It's been what a couple weeks now, and like, I understand the gravity of it, but also it's kind of been two weeks of I don't have to go to work. Ha 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 ha. Yeah. Um. But like that kind of realization of man, the whole world could look really weird for an amount of time that I don't know what that amount of time is. Is kind of like that's kind of eats away at my brain. It's daunting. Just the uncertainty of it all.
2: Mm-hmm. I don't know, and and honestly, like. For a while, I was like, "Oh my gosh!" Like you're canceling something that's in June, and it's like, "Okay, well, it's we're already getting close to April, and we're not seeing an end in sight." So I can understand why people would be canceling things in June, and why you know life for the foreseeable future looks really strange. Um, I mean, my sister was telling me about a friend of hers who is in school to be a physician assistant, and they got home, they got sent home for the rest of the year. They're not coming back till fall. Like imagine, you know, if you go to a school that goes until June or I guess the end of May and they're like, oh, um, good times. We'll see you in September. It's like, oh my gosh. Like the gravity kind of sets in on that when you're like, they already foresee that we're not even going to be able to do school through the till summer. And then you look at like, okay, well, what about high school kids who are, you know, trying to get into colleges well if college isn't even going like yeah it kind of backs itself up and it's really weird to think about but i think that everybody's just at the point where it's like we don't know what this will look like from one day to the next or even one month to the next Hmm. i don't know it's it's very it's an interesting time to be alive Hmm. especially especially at our (laughs) at our age it's been pretty
1: interesting (laughs) I don't know, good, interesting, but it's been
0: interesting. No, I'm yeah. saying finally, like, it's an interesting time to be alive. Yeah. I think that that hasn't happened in full scope for a while. Since maybe, like, Trump got elected, that was pretty interesting.
2: <laughs> Four but, years but
0: then with, yeah, But then we just <laughs> been writing it out, It's so like, oh, like, things are mostly still normal. Yeah. And now,
1: they're not. Yeah. That's true. Until Kanye gets elected.
2: Oh, gosh. <laughs> 2024. I'm here for
1: it. I'm here for it.
2: That would be insane. All right.
0: No. So here, here's. Oh okay, I mean, we got to tie this in restaurants somehow. Okay. Um,
1: What's your favorite restaurant?
2: <laughs> oh gosh, oh, I, I can't even answer that. I I love Red Robin. Okay. That's Next not question. it. You, you used to
0: work. <laughs> you used to work the bar life.
2: Mm-hmm. Um.
0: And uh, it was a a, a bygone era. Uh, before praise you decided to start saving lives, praise the
1: Lord. Tell
0: yeah. oh, yeah, you really feel awesome. <laughs> I'm saving lives, and instead of like slowly assisting the death, yeah. Of people. Um, but on the other side no doubt, like Matt, you you have excellent customer service ability. Thank you. Um, and just you you're, you're very you're you're a gem to interact with, and always have been. So I want to know how. Any social things you learned in the service industry apply to like bedside manner, basically. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, did you get Did you pick up any lessons from restaurants that allow you to talk to people who are either terminally ill or in a really crisis situation? Like,
2: yeah, um, for sure. Actually, it's pretty cool. You see that that overlap a lot. Um, people who have worked in the restaurant industry, maybe it's just how they where they worked in high school or how they got through college or you know they just worked in there and then did a career change into the medical field. You see a lot of that crossover. Um actually a lot of people I'm in school with currently work in restaurants. Um I would say that so I worked in different um places and did different things for a while I was a cocktail waitress. That was dope but pretty stressful. Then I was a hostess and kind of the same thing, but you learn how to efficiently multitask and prioritize, Mm. um, which is very much a huge part of, especially working in the emergency department, you have all of these things going on and you never know what's gonna happen. And so essentially, when I have my eight patients, it's kind of like having eight tables with like a full family at them. Like there's things going on, it's constantly changing, Um, this person wants this and they're calling for it. This person wants this and they're calling for it. And you have to be like, okay, well, I can't be in two places at once. So which one is, you know, more or less urgent? Go do that one first. Then go do the second thing. Same thing as if, you know, you have someone and they're like, I would like a beer. And then you have someone else and they're like, give me a shot or else. Well, you're going to give that person the shot and then you're going to do the beer. Like you have to be able to... Do multiple things, keep all of that in your head and keep it straight so that you keep everybody happy. What
1: is the ER tech equivalent to a side of ranch?
2: To a side of ranch?
1: Yeah, you know, the thing that you always forget when people ask for.
2: Oh, uh, (laughs) yeah, okay. um, If people ask for an ice water (laughs) or if people ask for a warm blanket. Those are two things. A warm
1: blanket, like yeah. a warmed up blanket, or yeah. just a blanket that. So we have
2: like, a blanket warmer. I love uh, that. Yeah. <laughs> and then we keep it all the way always stocked, so you know people will be like, "Oh my gosh, I'm so cold," and I'll be like, "Would you like a warm blanket?" And they'd be like, "Yes, thank you." You Forget about it, like all the time. I forget all the time, like.
0: Stay cold.
2: That is. Ice cold. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> but yes, that is our cider of ranch. Is the ice water and uh the warm blanket so
0: something to cool people down something to warm people up
2: exactly exactly Whereas
0: the like oh the kid just like broke a glass on the floor is the equivalent of somebody like seizing up in their hospital yeah
2: and or someone just shit themselves
1: oh no yeah (laughs) Yeah. happens Happens in bars too yeah that's
2: That's very that's very true yeah that's that's
0: immediately your problem
2: it is Mm. yep uh, yeah, no, definitely my problem. Does that
0: happen frequently? Yes. Oh, wow. Okay.
2: But wow. I mean, and like when we were talking about doing CPR and like you can see it one of two ways, it's the same with when, um, let's say someone has an accident. You can see it one of two ways. One, you this is gross. Like why am I treating an adult like a baby? Like what is happening? Or you can see it as I'm meeting this person on probably the worst day of their life. This just happened. Mm-hmm. Let's make them comfortable and let's not make a big deal out of it. We don't want to embarrass them, you know, kind of thing. Like they're already at the lowest of the low.
1: You're describing right. bartending. You can either say, "Why do I have to treat these people like babies and hold their <laughs> hands?" or this person's probably at the lowest point in their life, and let I me mean, help them out. <laughs> Both like the me and a bartender
2: another. are meeting people on the worst day of their yeah. life, probably. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's very depending true Depending
1: on the bar
0: <laughs> That's a really, really sweet perspective, Batty I think that yeah. I'm, glad, I'm glad we had you on Because I think it humanizes a lot of this mm-hmm. For, for you know, people who are stuck on the internet Like Cold Cut and I Who just, yeah. you know, are hate mongers um,
2: <laughs> Speak for yourself
0: <laughs> No, you know what I mean though Like we're also Isolation makes people go at least a little bit It makes people go crazy yeah. After a long time But like it probably doesn't happen overnight, right? You right. know, and I don't know being, being forced to save people and treat people and like and, and really to understand their humanity. Mm-hmm. Um, I bet that gives you, that seems like it gives you a very humble and worldly perspective.
2: Oh, for sure. I definitely look at people outside of the hospital a lot um, with a lot more compassion instead of being like, why did you do this to yourself? Being like, wow, I wonder what happened to land you in the spot that you're in. A lot of times, people don't choose to be where they're at Mm. if they're in a negative situation. And so, like, instead of being like, well, you done muffed up, son. Be like, Mm. oh, crap. Like, I wonder. I wonder what happened to them. Like, how can we make their day a little bit better? But, yeah.
0: That's really wonderful. To kind of bring it back to the crazy story thing. Okay. I just thought of a new question. Okay. Uh, This is getting way too wholesome for me.
2: Sorry. Uh (laughs) That, there has to be one in the realm of jaded emergency room workers, and that's me. I'm the high-fiver. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm oh, like, yeah. guys, we can't get down. We have to remain positive. And they're like, Maddie, shut it down. <laughs> like, I'm that one. <laughs> right, but, well. yes, hit me with that question of yours.
0: So they always say Ozzy Osbourne. Could just do like unspeakable amounts of drugs and be fine. Have you ever encountered anybody who comes into the ER and they're just on like so many drugs that you don't know how they're alive?
1: I don't think Ozzy Osbourne is fine, but I I'll go we'll go with the question.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: He's alive still. He's yeah. <laughs> alive.
2: Still alive, barely breathing. But um yeah, no, sometimes sometimes we'll have people come in and it's like, um, you how are you A, not dead, and B. Able to walk independently to the bathroom. Like we... Okay, so to put this in perspective, the legal limit for drinking, 0.08. Right. In our department, we just call that 8. We don't do like the point whatever. Sure. I have seen people who will come into our department and they will blow 500. Compared to the legal limit, which is 8. 500. And they'll be like... (laughs) I have to go how, to the bathroom and I'm like, dead. how are you? That
1: means what? their blood is like, you could drink their blood and get drunk off of
2: that. Right? Alcohol is running through their veins. <laughs> how are you still alive? I'm confused, but sure, if you'd like to walk yourself to the bathroom, that's okay with me because I don't want to clean you up. So you go for it, friend. I've also 500 It's dude it's really? literally insane. Wow. We normally see people that blow between 2 and 300, but which like, is like
0: crazy but not Which is like ridiculous but it's you. not yeah.
2: You know, the 500 is definitely <laughs> an anomaly, but like it still blows my mind and then I'm like gosh, I wish I had a breathalyzer in college. You know?
0: <laughs>
1: <Just> <laughs> like I wish I would have known what my
2: like average or like <laughs> what my like all-time was, but I mean, we'll have rep- what we call, like, um, you know, we call them frequent flyers, uh. repeat offenders, whatever. <laughs> but people who come in often and, like, you'll get them every once in a while. They're like, Ooh, what was my number? I bet it's this. Or, I bet I beat last time. I bet it's the this high number. Score.
1: Yes. Oh, man. They go wow. for their high
2: score and, and it's you like. You can't
1: 86 people from the hospital. You can't 86 them.
2: <laughs> no. But, you know, that Dang. it happens. Um, I've also seen people who come in on ridiculous amounts of drugs and it's like, if I even sniffed what you're on i would be laying in the back 40 somewhere like i don't understand how you can get to this level of so far gone
1: (laughs) does someone bring them there
2: a lot of times yes um they'll they'll be found unresponsive even though they're squirreling around you know like it and then they get to us and then they're wild and crazy and, and and or they're not they are still unresponsive but then there's this special Um, medication called Narcan which can wake them up real fast. So it kind of like reverses. What does that do? I'm not completely sure what the science is. Ask me after I go through my pharmacology unit next quarter. Yeah. um, so cool. by the way everybody.
1: It's like an anti-drug.
2: Kind of from what I understand but all I know is it'll take an unresponsive to a wild. Is it just like um, an
1: adrenaline shot
2: or something? I'm not sure but it is. Everything
1: isn't Pulp Fiction Joey. That's what I'm imagining. (laughs) Stab
2: right in the heart. <laughs> right in the ass. <laughs> Just rip.
1: Re- Is that what you do
0: in the ass?
2: You, it depends. Oh. No, I'm kidding. Um, oh. there's some things we do. Depends. You don't want your no, rectal Narcan. temperature taken. Narcan, I think it's in an IV. Okay. Yeah. So mm. in your arm. Um,
0: you don't want your rectal temperature taken.
2: Not if you can prevent it. <laughs> 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 I've had to do a lot of those. It's not cute. But. Uh, <laughs> Oh, yeah so i definitely face. have seen it. <laughs> you're
0: making me touch my face <laughs> so
2: hard. just put it in your jacket
0: so you get it all, so anyway, yeah. but can i wipe it off can you wipe germs off no oh shit
2: it's like what does it matter it can just change forms <laughs> it's always there but
0: yeah mm, yeah uh, um third law of thermodynamics yeah, there you or, go uh, or something, s- something like that something
2: yeah mm. i took a three-quarter physics class for over a year and still didn't really get it. So you don't ask me about that
1: okay. at all. Okay, I don't yeah. think they get it either. I think they, <laughs> they just pretend. It's a
2: myth. Yeah. <laughs> it's magic. But yeah, I have seen quite a few people that come in. I saw a girl once who came in after an EDM show. She must have decided to do all of the party favors at once and she was out of her mind. Like wild. It looked like The Exorcist, and I was like,
0: like, like, truly in that battle, like she was just shrieking and like all. She wasn't like happy.
2: No, not at all. No, she was having the worst trip of her entire life. Oh man! Wow. In an emergency department with lots of strange people and bright lights. What did you
1: do about it? Like, how did you do? You knock him out?
2: Um. No, we couldn't because we couldn't give medication because of what she was on. Oh. Um. Oh man. And. This was a really long time ago, so I was, like, still so new. But, I mean, it took, like, eight of us, mostly strong guys. Me as a strong female. um, t- And we had to, like, hold her down for, like, two hours just so that and it could is, get, is, like, worked out. This is a single
0: out. woman this is, who was yeah. just so, yeah. like, wow. Yeah. Wow.
2: Sis did a back lo- off the bed. Sorry. Onto, like, what? hit the wall. And then, and we were, like, What? <laughs> the fuck. She 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 sat
0: <laughs> up on the bed and did a backflip. No,
2: like she threw her legs oh, up over down. her head, yeah,
1: and flipped hit off hit of the, the back
2: wall and came back onto the bed. It was probably the coolest thing I've ever seen, but it was very <laughs> scary in the moment. You're
1: like, this would be a great movie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
2: like, wow, this yeah, Dang. it was wild. What?
0: So, have your medical experiences helped you when you do Conscious Crew? Yeah. Talk about that. We yes. Talk about that. Okay. Um, for those who are unfamiliar, Conscious Crew is a really cool program that we have up here in the Northwest, where volunteer uh, EDM fans will go, and they will be just, just you can probably describe it better than I can.
2: Yeah, but. yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so, a simple way to describe it would be: we are the first responders. the first responders Mm. so essentially we go out in groups like in little pairs and we have our our zone and we'll walk around just make sure you know everybody's doing okay and you can generally tell if people are or aren't pretty easily a lot of times if they aren't they aren't standing anymore they're sitting off to the side they're isolating themselves they're maybe unconscious i saw that a lot of at Paradiso, mm. you can usually tell when they're not with the general group, they're probably not doing so hot. If they are with the group, they're being held up by the friend, their eyes are closed, probably not doing so hot. Mm. So we just walk around and we look for those people and we check in on them. We check in with their friends. Hopefully their friends are with them, that kind of thing. um And if they're like, no, I'm good. We're like, you sure? They're like, yeah, I promise. It's like, we'll come back check on you in like 10 minutes, but okay, we'll take your word for it. Um, then we leave, you know, we let those people live their life because sometimes that's just what they need. They need to be away from stimulation. We'll maybe walk them off to, um, to the chill zone so Mm -hmm. they can get away from all the lights, all the loud music, you know, just simmer down, Mm -hmm. get through their trip. Some of the other people, um, I had what we'll call a patient, uh, uh, one time and they were just completely unconscious. And we were like, okay, well it's go time. And so we had to radio, um. Medics in to come and take over, and I got the I helped get this person back to um, the safe zone, which is where the medical personnel are. And they had to actually be like rushed to the hospital. In that sense, they were airlifted um, because they were just that far gone. And so, like Conscious Crew is looking primarily for those people. We're trying to hit zero on like deaths and major in- injuries that um, mm-hmm. occur at festivals. Trying to protect our fellow patrons and just keep (laughs) keep the good vibes stay plur. yeah (laughs) but yeah that's what conscious crew does we're just trying to be the buffer um because a lot of people who are going through what we might call a psychedelic crisis Hmm. they're not gonna walk up to someone in live nation and be like look man i need some help I'm, I know I shouldn't have taken those drugs that you tried to take away from me, but here we are. No, they're not going to go up to security or anybody like that and be like, can you help me out? They're going to like, you got to scout them out. You're like,
1: you're like the scout team going and searching for the, we're
2: going to sniff them out. We're the, we're, yeah. You
1: also, you, you also do less,
0: like that's your intent. That's That's, your purpose. Yeah. You do other things like, you know, you spray people down with water if they're
1: hot. Exactly. Yeah.
2: You're just trying to keep everybody safe is the primary Mm. goal. Sure, you're going to find the people that have gone way too hard. They're, you know, they need medical attention. But what your goal is, is to beat them to that by keeping Mm. them hydrated, by getting them away from the stimulus. You know, trying to be, we're the preventative measures before they need medical. Hmm. Is kind of how I like to see it.
1: Has
0: doing that enhanced your festival going experience as an attendee?
2: Yes. I was getting pretty jaded with going to festivals, Hmm. to tell you the complete and honest truth. And I was like... Dude, I've been doing this for like six years straight. I don't have any money and somehow I'm still here. You know, kind of like, I don't why am I still doing this? It's not as fun. I don't have like that glimmer in my eye walking into the gorge for the first time. Like I was I was getting right. jaded. Sure. Being on the flip side is like it's um it's all new again. Cause you get to mm. see it from a different view, from a different, you know, lens. And it's really cool. It actually makes me more excited. Hmm. Like I really enjoy going to festivals as conscious crew, because I have a purpose, I think is kind of what it Mm. is, is I'm not just going to, like,
1: to be irresponsible, to
2: be irresponsible, (laughs) get trashed with friends, and like, maybe remember a set, you know, I'm not going for that anymore, I'm going to, like, keep everybody safe, and make sure that they have that first Paradiso amazing experience, or whatever, like, I'm looking to make sure that everybody gets that experience, every festival that they go to, so, it gives me... A will to let... No, but like, I don't know. It makes it more fun for me. That's awesome. Yeah. Sure.
1: And unfortunately, all those festivals got canceled, so if that really jazzed (laughs) you up for going, Uh, just remember this
2: episode and then
1: next year you can can be one of those. Um, I got no more questions.
0: Nope. Yeah, me neither.
2: Cool.
1: Do you have
0: anything you want to talk about?
2: Uh.
1: Any messages that the people need to hear?
2: uh... You're
1: speaking directly into the ear holes of America.
2: Ooh. Uh, wash your hands, don't touch your face. Okay, yeah, you heard it. <laughs> uh-huh. Use the drive-thru.
1: Use the drive-thru.
2: <laughs> Leave the toilet paper for the love of everything holy. That's
1: the, like, why do you, does the coronavirus making you have to use more toilet paper? No, like- not at
2: all. Not one bit. It's a respiratory disease. You are not going to be using the bathroom any more than you did six months ago. I don't know. Unless you're all of a sudden drinking a lot of coffee. That's between you and yourself. But you don't need to be buying out water. Don't be buying out toilet paper. Don't be buying out all the food. Shop like a normal person. This isn't the zombie apocalypse. Drink water out of your tap. It's going to be okay. I don't know. It just, it gets me a little crazy when I go to the store and people are like, oh my gosh, I have to buy all of this stuff. And they're like fighting with people in line at Costco. Like, Karen, cut it out. Like, I don't know. That's, that's just my PSA. Shop like a normal person. You're going to make it. You don't need yeah. to stockpile for three years. Buy, Grab- a b-
0: buy, a buy a bidet. Buy a bidet. It's like 35 bucks on Amazon. You never have to buy toilet paper again. If
2: you're into that, get into that, you know?
0: Yeah. I hear it's amazing. <laughs> I hear it's like literally life-changing have warm water sprayed on your...
2: Thank <laughs> you for listening to a <laughs>
1: podcast about unemployment and bidets.
2: <laughs> And Thank th- you for having me. Thank, Thank you for coming. Yeah,
1: that was seriously so
0: amazing. awesome, amazing. It
2: was fun. Most I, of our
0: guests are not nearly as uh, positive, and oh. like
1: it's because we uh, do a restaurant podcast. That's
0: oh, why yeah, that's are right, not, not positive. Right.
2: <laughs> I'm I'm on a lot of medications. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> You're
1: in a
0: psychedelic crisis. <laughs>
2: I'm in a psychedelic crisis always.
0: Thanks <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, for listening. This
1: <laughs> <laughs> Spend our privilege and our pleasure to desanitize not desanitize, sanitize your table I <laughs> fucked it up again. you know again. We, gotta we gotta do, do this again, again. Right. I'll probably leave this in though it's, say it again it's been our privilege <laughs> and our pleasure to
0: desanitize <laughs>
1: you <says> desanitize
2: again Fish media